Welcome to Ebenezer Baptist Church on April 6, 2014. Today's message is titled, Remembering God's Blessing by Pastor Ron Stoller and is based on scripture, Joshua, chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. Good morning. It's great to be back here in your group. It's a great time to remember many things, many faces this morning. I remember the first time we came here in the early 80s when uh, Howard Anderson was uh, your pastor, Mardui was a part of the staff as well. We remember the many times we've been at this church and now is our last time to visit you officially. We're doing a remember this morning and we remember that your Mardui's wife was Becky Hertz, one of our short, uh, one of our missionaries in Japan, but uh, relating this all to Amer- uh, to Japan, I was excited to come to this ch- uh, church for the first time, be uh, uh, to and be billeted in a home in Richmond, because Richmond is a sister city of the city where I worked for eight years while I was single, and I had sent a girl on a volleyball team to this Richmond, and it was the first time I got to be there. Remember that? <laughs> I remember the many times we've been able to go from this time of spiritual fellowship down to the basement, down to the fellowship hall, the wonderful, wonderful food that you ladies have prepared so well for us, not in the fellowship hall only, but I remember the many times we've been billeted in your homes and to be able to fellowship with you even last night. Uh, we thank you so much for the time that we've been able to spend time personally with you in your homes. And I remember, and was made very, very happy this morning, because I remember some time ago when we were here and it was time for the children, you had two children sitting up here. And I thought, oh, only two children. But look at this morning, you had over ten. So my memory made me very happy this morning. Not only the young people, but I remember also uh, the time uh, Norm Pelkey's parents, the we see them again today. Uh, Norm Pelkey, you know, is the head of the missions uh, department of our North American Baptist Conference in California. And it's great to be able to, to be with his parents today and many of you as well this morning. As we uh, conclude our time of, of uh, ministry as a North American Baptist church planting, uh, missionaries in Japan, we uh, are, it's a bittersweet moment as we come to uh, you for officially the last time. And in Japanese style, we have uh, a statement that we would like to make to you and a token gift. Uh, the pastor has just gone upstairs. Um, the head of the, the diagonal board, would you come up here, uh, Joseph, and, and help uh, receive this on part of your church? Uh, we give you our thanks to you for your 30 years of, of ministry to us as you have been a very, very important part of our our ministry in Japan over these past years. Uh, The Japanese people are, are you hearing through here? I get the feeling that you aren't. Uh, The Japanese people are very formal, and this type of a statement is a very Japanese thing, so just bear with us. But it says what we want you to know about uh, what you have been to us. So I will read it. Uh, Thank you, Ebenezer Baptist Church in Vancouver, BC, for your faithful financial and powerful prayer support for us, your NAB missionaries in Japan since 1982. 
It has been a great joy to partner with you over 30, uh, many, 30 years. Your financial support has been the base of encouragement to us in so many ways. Letters from your church, gifts, warm receptions and fellowship when we visit your church have all been greatly appreciated. Thank you for sending, praying, and giving to the work of Japan in Japan for so many years. In so many ways, you have been faithful in supporting us as we have been your extended arm of overseas missions in student evangelism from 1976 to 1990, and then church planting from 1990 to 2013 in Japan. Your financial support has helped us as we have shared the gospel message with Japanese university students, planted two churches, helped with other churches, and seen many people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You have prayed for us these many years, and we continue to pray for you every Monday. May you continue to reach out to the mission field God has given you here in Ebenezer, Vancouver, Western Canada, and around the world. There are no words that sufficiently express our thanks to you for your support. Now, please continue to pray for us as we enter into retirement ministry in Portland and work with the Japanese in that area, as well as return to Japan to volunteer for a couple of months at a time from time to time. As you have served us, we want to give you this Japanese serving tray as a symbol of our thanks to you as we have served together as co-workers together with God, 1 Corinthians 3.9, April 6th, 2014, Ron and Joan Stoller. Thank you very much for the relationship that we've had over these many years. Thank you. Thank you. And now we want to go and tell you a little about Japan. Uh, many of you know us, some of you have met us for the first time, and we just want to just uh, catch you up a little bit on what we have done in Japan, remind you of what Japan is. Uh, it's great to see many churches in North America as we drive around the country, and uh, we have heard that the statistics say that there is one church for every 800 people in North America. However, in Japan there is still only one church for every 15,000 people. In other words, to get up to the standards of North America, Japan still needs 120,000 churches. There are three times as many people in Japan as in Canada. And there are, not as, there are only 7,000 churches and less pastors. So there is a lot to be done in Japan yet, but we have reach, reached retirement. But we just want to tell you that it's been wonderful to work in Japan, and we have a PowerPoint now that we want to show that shows some of the people who have been saved. I went to Japan in 1950 because my parents were missionaries. We went as a young couple at that time, and now we have a family of 12 waiting for us in Portland, Oregon, and they live there. We were first in university student evangelism at this center that you see here until 1990. Then we started church planting in 1993 and built this church up with your support and prayers as well. Then we assisted with the Inazawa Baptist Church. And then for the last 10 years, we've been working with the Chita Nozomi Church and we turned it over to the pastor, Pastor Higashi, about two years ago. Today we want to look at 12 stones, the 12 stones that we read about in Joshua chapter 4 where the Lord tells Joshua, take these 12 stones and use them as a memorial. Let's look at one of these stones right now, and we'll call the one stone Mr. Sakuragi. 
Mr. Sakuragi is a long name, so let's give him a nickname, Mr. Search. Mr. Search uh, came to our Portland area, uh, our Nagoya area, to. Uh, Okay, okay. As he was searching for something and meaningful in life. As he continued to search, I baptized him and then he became a member. The Ito family. They came to us as a, uh, a family, musical family. She was very musical. Uh, and he is an engineer and he's designing the church that they are building now. They were baptized a year ago today. And now we've just recently heard that their son has also become a, a Christian as well. Mr. Yokoi, we found at the swimming pool. We exercise about three or four times a week in the late in the evening. And Mr. Y, we'll call him, became very curious in Christianity, and he became the, uh, involved with the Bible study. As you see, he was baptized last September uh, with the help of his four friends. Mr. and Mrs. Higashi, we'll call them Mr. and Mrs. East Jr. Actually, today is his first Sunday to preach as the associate pastor in a Chitinozomi church. His father's moved on to help with another church. Uh, he has been involved with uh, choir practice. He got his education in Prairie Bible Institute. He uh, got trained uh, in a seminary and graduated from seminary in uh, Chita in Nagoya recently. His wife uh, is a Christian, and she's trying to involve the Christians, people who have found Christ overseas in the churches of Japan. Mr. and Mrs. O'Connell came to us as senior mature Christians. They had the desire to pray for the people of their village of 55,000 people without a church. Uh, he was a potter. She was a kindergarten teacher, a music teacher, and they had that desire to really reach out. Uh, I was able to uh, see them. They were involved with the senior citizens group. I was able to help them with uh, her hoeing in the garden, and then two months after we left Japan, she went to be with the Lord because of cancer. Now I have these 12 stones back again, and now they have names on it. They are individual people who have found the Lord, and we give thanks for their Christian life. They are the living stones of our church in Japan. We want to remember them. But what about you? Do you remember the day that you uh, found the Lord? Do you remember the day of your baptism? Do you remember God's blessings that he has given to you over these many, many years? We have these things these people, these stories that are living stories of how God has changed lives in Japan because you have been part of the ministry in Japan for us, through us, and for him, and for his namesake. We thank you so much for the privilege that we've had to be your instrument and your uh, extended arm in Japan over these many years. Let's bow in prayer. Father, we give you thanks for this time able to hear your word as uh, read this morning from Joshua. We thank you so much for each individual living stone in this building, in this church, in this sanctuary, that each person here will continue to be that living stone. It will continue to be that person that you have chosen, that you have given a mission for. We give you thanks again for this message, for this passage. Uh, I just pray that you would continue to uh, use this vessel as a pure vessel in your word, uh, that you would uh, use uh, this, this vessel to bring honor and glory to you. I'll open our ears and our hearts that we'd be able to hear your, uh, your voice this morning. We give you all these, uh, the thanks that, uh, that, we, that you deserve. In thy name we pray, amen. As we have read his word this morning from Joshua chapter 4, I want to just open some, uh, uh, some doors of opportunity for you. 
to see how God has been able to use you in uh, many opportunities to be that missionary here in Japan, uh, in, in Vancouver, to be that missionary here in your family, to be that missionary in your community. We all have been called by God to go. We talked about uh, talked to the children this morning, and we taught them how to say uh, count to five in Japanese, and number five is go, and that is what we all have done. Uh, to go, not only us, but you as well. And so we thank you so much for your your part in that ministry. Uh, Joshua has been a favorite character of mine from the Old Testament for many, many years. And it's been great to be able to summarize uh, uh, his life in a, in a nutshell, as we see from chapter 1. Uh, Joshua is told to, to go in the strength of the Lord and to be able to use the skills and abilities that he has given, that, be, that God has given to him to go into that foreign country. I went to the foreign country 40 years ago. Uh, it's been a, a joy to be able to be used as an example. I never thought that I'd be over there for 40 years. I thought maybe 20, maybe two. Uh, I, I didn't know. But when we're available to the Lord, that's when the joy comes to see how he can work in and through our lives. As Joshua uh, went, he was told to go in the strength and the, and the wisdom of the Lord. Uh, then as we turn to chapter 2, we see that Joshua uh, went into the promised land. And Joshua went into an area of milk and honey. Uh, that was uh, the land that was right next door. Well, I had to fly to the land of fish and rice. Well, that was a little bit different than what I was used to in, in uh, my father, father's farm in Oregon. Uh, but I did come back with honey after all, uh, after some years uh, after the Lord brought us together in Japan and we married and came back. Uh, we are to be adventurous in the Lord to go beyond the borders, get out of your comfort zone, because God will always protect you. God will use you in your area of ministry. As we see then, the, uh, the, the document goes on to, to read how Joshua took the people of Israel. He took those people and walked them through that land. Then they came to the river, the River Jordan, that was a mighty overflowing river that was very, very large at that time because of the flood season. You've had flood season. You're down here in the delta zone of, of the uh, uh, Fraser Valley. Uh, you know what floods are like. You know what happens when there's lots of water around you. But he was told in chapter 3, 13, 14, and 15, when you come to that riverside, put your foot into the water and the waters will part. Sometimes we come to the water and we're afraid. Sometimes we come to a big mountain and we have no idea how we're going to get over that mountain. We've driven from Kelowna uh, to your town this past week. And the beautiful mountains that uh, you pass through. And it's just gorgeous to look up at the mountains. But sometimes those mountains uh, cause us fear the mountain of health, the mountain of economics, the mountain of education, lots and lots of financial mountains and many mountains in our whole lives. But how are we supposed to process that with faith in the Lord? To step out into that water, to step out into that unknown, because we trust the Lord. As we process now, after May 1st, we will be without medical coverage, without a salary, without the assurance of, of support from 24 churches and many individuals. 
But we are stepping out in faith. The Lord has provided so far, and he will not let us down. As we step into retirement, we see that there's wonderful opportunities in front of us, and he will provide. There's no concern that we have that he will provide for us in the future, as he has in the past. But we are to, uh, we are to, to go forward, like, he was, like uh, Joshua was told, put your foot in the water, and the water separated. Now as we look into chapter 4, as was read before, uh, before us uh, earlier, we see that the, uh, the, the Lord told Joshua, now, after, after the nation has crossed the Jordan, chronologically it's very hard to kind of put in your mind, but the verse 4, uh, 1 says, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, now choose 12 men and go back to the middle of the Jordan and pick up 12 stones. You've moved, you've probably tra- processed a, a major pro- uh, transition in your life, and it's a busy time. We moved a year ago from Japan to America, it was processing a lot of stuff, saying goodbye to people after 40 years, processing our paperwork, our legal documents. All of that is, is a process. And then the Lord said, after 600,000 people have processed across the, the uh, River Jordan, the Lord says, now, Joshua, take 12 people and go back. These 12 people were the leaders of the church. In a busy time of processing all these people, they obeyed. And they went back to the middle of the Jordan where the ark was standing. And he said, now pick up 12 stones and take those with you tonight where you will stay and make a monument there, a living monument where you will remember God's blessing. And then when the children come and say, Joshua, leaders of the tribes, what do these stones mean? Then the scripture goes on and says, tell them of God's blessings. Tell them of what God has done, even to cross that Jordan River, the flooded Jordan, a miracle, another miracle of God, where God had parted the waters and you walk through on dry ground. God has blessed in so many different ways. Parents, grandparents, maybe greats out there, we have the privilege to tell our children of God's blessings. It's right here. That's not a choice. It's a privilege and a command to tell our children what the Bible has meant to us, the monuments that we have in our lives, the events that he has brought us through, There are so many, many opportunities we have to tell the story of how God has worked in our lives. And we should not forget how God has led, how God has worked, how God has has, uh, opened up the waters for us to walk through. We have signs, we have symbols. And here the Lord says, use this as a symbol, as a sign. So you don't forget, many of us wear a wedding ring as a sign of our commitment to our mate. We have a cross as a memorial to the living God. We have a communion table every month. You observe 
the elements. Pastor Isaac will say, take this bread, take this cup as a remembrance of God's blessing and God's protection for us and his provision for eternal life. We work on the word remembrance. Some people say, I've turned back, I don't want to look back, I don't want to think back. But we are to remember how God has worked in our lives. I'm sure all of you have wonderful stories of how God has brought you to this stage of your life. Don't forget. We have a book that you'll see on our display table downstairs of how Florence Miller, our first NAB missionary to Japan, went out there in 1950. And she has written her memoirs of how God has walked through her life for these 36 years in Japan. I challenge you, where is your book of memoirs? Not of your daily walk, but how you have spiritually walked through the life with, uh, your, your life with, with the Lord. As we have traveled for 11 months around North America, my clock, my, my uh, odometer and my Toyota Prius in the back uh, parking lot has 55,000 kilometers on it in, in 11 months. We have crisscrossed North America. Uh, as we've drive, driven around the, the various states and provinces, every so often we have uh, a sign, historical marker, and we stop. We stopped at Crow's Nest recently to read about that, that uh, terrible slide that killed hundreds, lots of people, I think a hundred, hundreds of people. Tonight we'll be staying in a, a village or a town very close to uh, Oso, Washington, where uh, what, 24 people have been recorded uh, killed in that slide. Um, historical markers are all over our North American continent talking about events in the history of North America. What about your spiritual historical marker? Where is that? I trust you have historical landmarks in your life that you can look back and say, yes, I have been with the Lord. Yes, I have seen him work in my life. These are stories, these are examples where God needs to use us to reflect on how he has worked in our life and telling our children. As you, as you see, Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Key has had the desire to tell her grandchildren, her twin grandchildren, about the love that the Lord has given her in her life. They have a very difficult family life. But she has trained these children. And we've seen these two twin daughters grow up. It was a joy for me to baptize them, but to see her, their grandmother teaching them and training them in their home. Mr. and Mrs. Salt have three daughters in their home that they are training, that they are developing. It's just exciting to see not only the younger children being discipled, but as Mrs. Amazing is going to seminary now, uh, she is now developing uh, techniques how she can reach, reach her mother. And not the children, uh, parent and children, but the child to the parent can be very, very helpful as well. We can use that ability to train and to teach our parents as well. Uh, I can go on and on. The, the stories are uh, uh, abundant in how God has used us to bring the word of God to Mr. Y. He was curious. I met Mr. Y 
in the swimming pool. And he was walking for exercise. He's a very, very uh, weak person. He was walking in the water. And he said, come, walk with me in the water. So I was walking in the water, and I walked and walked and walked. I still can't walk on top of the water. I'm still working on that one. But I'm walking in the water and talking with him. And he says, why weren't you here the other Monday night, Tuesday night? And I said, well, I was speaking at a church in Osaka. Well, why were you talking about, about Jesus Christ? And I said, well, I just want to tell the people what, has, what God has done in my life. And we were walking and walking. And I was giving many messages. That's your style, right? Pool evangelism in the water. There's all kinds of evangelism. But use the opportunity where you have it, walking around the block and sharing your life with other people. Mr. Y was curious, and he came to know the Lord. And you saw the picture where he had four friends walk him into the water, the Pacific Ocean, and Higashi was, Pastor Higashi was there to baptize him. You kinda, that rings a bell up in the scripture, doesn't it? Where four friends brought their friend. So we have many, many privileges. The living stones that we see here are evident of what God wants us to be. He is that living cornerstone. As we read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, for without the living cornerstone, we have no living purpose of life. I don't know where your cornerstone is for this building, but we have a living cornerstone. You are all those living cornerstones of this church, and we have seen the living cornerstones for the people there. Joshua was a very interesting man. You know what his name is in comparison in Greek? Jesus. He bears the name of his Savior, Jesus. Joshua carried the people, led the people, saved them from the people, from the Canaanites. He delivered them into this new world. Jesus Christ is ushering us into the new kingdom, the new heavenly kingdom. It may be tomorrow. It may be 20, 50 years for us down the road. But we need to be ready as he calls for us to enter his kingdom. He had 12 leaders with him. Jesus Christ had 12 disciples with him. The joy of talking to these 12 leaders while Jesus walked on this earth for those many years, to see how these people were part of the living church, not a building, as you know, but a living body of believers. As Jesus then entered the tomb, Everything was dead. There was hopelessness there. They had no hope. But the third day, he arose. And there were people waiting to rejoice with him. These 12 leaders of the tribe gathered these 12 stones and made a monument. After Christ's resurrection, there was an empty cross. There was a stone that was rolled away from the tomb, signifying the empty tomb. What a symbolic image we can have of the stone that's rolled away, 
We have many stones in the Bible. Little David picked up five stones and put them in his pocket. He killed the giant. Samuel picked up a stone and said, this is my Ebenezer. He has brought, it, brought me to this point. Where is your stone pile? We might think that I'm of worthless value, just like a rock like this, a lava piece from eastern Oregon, nothing valued at it. It's just a, a ugly-looking stone. And you might think, well, I have no value. There's no, nothing that I'm valued for. But the Lord wants to use that living stone. When I was a kid, I went down to the waterfront and I picked up flat stones and I loved to skip them across the water. Sometimes we skip across important things in our life. But we have to remember, we are God's symbol and God's model for people around us. Don't skip over important people that need to hear the word of God. As we see stones like this. What value do they have? But inside the stone is a beautiful gem. Inside each one of us, there's a beautiful gem that God wants to use. As we are his stones and his examples of his love for other people, we are to continue to build that stone pile, that stone pile of monument in our backyard, in our front yard, Maybe this spring, when you start weeding your garden, after the snow is gone now, maybe there's a pile of stone that you can develop in your yard, someplace in your patio, that you can call, this is my stone, my monument, to remember God's blessings. We have so many things to be thankful for. We thank you for your part in ministry for us, as God has delivered us, into a new set, new chapter of life. We'll be developing relationships with Japanese people in, in Portland, Oregon. We already are, are preparing to return to Japan on September 28th to have a three-month volunteer ministry back in uh, Japan in three different districts to develop uh, more relationships with people on a volunteer basis, we'll be at the uh, Chitanozomi Church for the church dedication uh, the very middle of December. So we're looking forward to the privileges that we have to continue to walk with the Lord, to continue to see how God can use us. Retirement is not a, a nice word. Maybe some of you can tell me all about it. But I like the word retirement ministries, how God can continue to use each one of us in the ministry that he has set before us. And as we recall his blessings, remember all these gifts that he's given to you. So make a pile and say, yes, Lord, I want to remember these blessings forever. Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege that we have to be your children, the privilege that we have to walk with you. You have walked with us for three, these 30 years, uh, 50 years, 80 years, and 95 years for one sister here in the Lord today. We thank you so much for how you have processed your word in and through our lives. And now as we continue to process these words of living truth into the lives of people around us, help us to be able to reproduce these words in the lives of the children that we have around us and the people that live around us, the mission field that you provide for us. Give us words. Give us continued protection. Bless each and every one 
of your children here in this sanctuary today. We give you thanks for all these gifts. In thy name we pray. Amen.